how you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am your host, Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show, I have El Lechuga and Cousin Primo, and we're going to be talking about the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheiner, starring Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Su, and Kei Hui Kwan. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more about us, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise and support the podcast. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a really good movie. It's not just an action movie. And at least to me, it wasn't just a kung fu movie. It was a film. Just so you know, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly advise you go watch it and then come back to this podcast. Now, on with the show. Uh, it seems like we've uh, managed to get on and on a pretty timely fashion and without any issues. But here, here hey, we hey, go. Hey, don't, don't jinx it. No, I'm <laughs> knocking on wood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All we need is for your kids to turn on the microwave. No. Oh shit! No. That'd be the end no, of it. That's true. Oh, and I'll be scratching and up in this mofo all day. Primo to <laughs> cough during the intro and me to get up and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's keep it together. Let's keep. The, <laughs> let's not get too wild now. So, uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. Otra Vez. And today on the show, I have cousin Primo. What's up, Primo? What's up, guys? Primo. And the Lechuga. What's up, Lechuga? What up, guys? I gotta. Yeah. I gotta get a catchphrase though. <laughs> yeah, this this guy with the holly makes everybody feel uh, like they need a catchphrase. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it works, don't fix it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, it works. Yeah. So, um, so today on the show, we're going to be talking about the movie. Is it everything, everywhere, all at once? Correct. It's starring Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie mm-hmm. Su, Ki Hui Kwan, James Hong. My, yeah. you, know, I, you know I love James Hong and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is also in it and a bunch of other actors Harry Shum another notable actor and it's directed by Dan Kwan and uh, as far as I know this is this is the only movie I know him in it's actually but, directed by two guys yes Dan Kwan and Daniel Schneinert yeah they go by the Daniels is that what that's they how, go by yeah that's how they're known Oh wow! I had no idea. But yeah, I, they do everything together. The they've directed movies like uh, the Swiss Army Man, uh, turned down for what is that? Turned down for what? The music video. Yeah, turned down for what? I guess they've also d- done some TV shows like uh, Aquafina, uh, Nora from Queens, mm-hmm. and which, if you haven't seen, is amazing it's hilarious and just she's just this lovable loser but anyway um okay so let's go to the synopsis part of this movie before we go into the things that we like and dislike about this movie the guys, since it's your movie why don't you go ahead and give us a synopsis oh actually i was gonna say one of you guys should because i saw it over a week ago and you guys just saw it so it's fresher in your mind okay here let me give you a shot uh so as far as the synopsis quick uh Story review. It stars Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wang, who is kind of a wife um, of a man who owns a laundromat, 
and they are kind of in trouble with taxes and stuff. And they're having other issues, not just financial, but also marital. And she's gotten, I, I guess there's a sense of uh, her feeling like she's not completed anything, right? She's, she feels like she's stuck. And one of the things you kind of realize throughout the movie, especially in the beginning, is that she's caught in these daydreams almost. And there's other issues. James Hong is mm-hmm. her father, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and he's, you know, he, he, he's a lot older and needs a lot of attention. And so that just adds to the kind of frustration that she's feeling. And he's very disapproving. He's very disapproving as, as parents tend to be, which is kind of a theme that goes throughout this movie. She also has a daughter who's played by Stephanie uh, Sue, who's known as Joy. Now, so before I get too far, they go to see the tax person and on the way to see the tax person to kind of resolve some of the issues that they're having financially. I guess she's basically ridden off a bunch of things that she shouldn't have and the tax people are calling her on it. So she goes in and on the way in to see the tax person who's played by Jamie Lee Curtis, an alternate version of her husband jumps into his body. And it is bizarre because you're not 100% sure who the person is. And you're thinking, is it just a completely other person or is it like a version of him occupying the same body from a different place. And that's what it is. It's the second one. Basically, it's a, another version of himself jumping in the body, taking over the body. He quickly spouts a bunch of instructions, tells her that there's some kind of war going on and she can't believe what's going on. She's And as this conversation is happening, she's, you know, this is in the elevator, but somehow I guess they're, they're being covered so nobody sees them, right? So she, they're talking. There's all this exposition. We don't get all of the exposition, so we don't know what the hell is going on, really. We just know that there's a war, there's some conflict, and he's going to try to talk to her later, right? So now they go to sit in front of Jamie Lee Curtis. They have all this. There's all this kind of basically talk where she doesn't want to be there, right? It's all mm-hmm. this heavy financial issue. It's all stressful conversation about her misuse of her funds for her business and trying to write them off. And at the same time that she wants to be away from this conversation, she's being called by the multiversal version of her husband in a closet. So she's, she somehow gets sucked into the closet, into this broom closet, and is having a conversation with another version of her husband while her body and the other version of her husband or the or this version, this world's version, ugh, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be hard to talk about uh, is, is having the conversation with the tax person and she's switching back and forth and you, you find out more. There's this evil character. It's called Jobu Tubaki and it's going throughout the multiverse, killing people, right? Uh, specifically, I guess, people that are these characters, the multiversal versions of these characters. So she's going around basically dominating the world and killing people off. You know, he leaves her a cryptic uh, instruction saying, you're going to know when you need to do this, but you're going to have to fight, right? And get ready to fight. She eventually gets let go. She gets snapped back into the chair. She continues to have the conversation with with the tax person. It gets stressful. Then they are allowed to go ahead and make another uh, trip to the tax people with some information to kind of help clarify things. But on the way out, she misreads the situation and punches 
uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character thinking that that was what she was supposed to do. And then it just goes bananas from there. There's a fight scene. <laughs> the, 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 the multiversal version of the husband pops into the body, takes over, starts kicking people's asses. And it just goes bananas, right? It goes all over the place. And that's where all of the, the, the wackiness begins. So there's, there's this whole conflict in this building, right? In the tax building that lasts like half the movie feels like. But she is she is fighting in this building, in this tax building, and figures out that the villain, Tobu Tobaki, is actually her daughter, Joy. And because of in that of the universe where Jobu Tobaki was created, that version of uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn, was so disapproving, it caused her to kind of go mad and then become this monster that can jump through the universe because all she was trying to do was exceed or excel and try to please her mother, but nothing was enough. And then that just kind of broke her and gave her the ability to kind of jump through universes without any, without the use of any tools. Eventually, Michelle Yeoh acquires the same kind of ability because in order to do that, you need you know machinery or whatever, but she's able to do it on her own. And... Um, figures out that one of the things she has to do is she has to save her daughter, right? Whatever version of this evil person is, she's using her daughter's body in the world that she is in now. And so she just realizes whatever the case, she's got to save this this daughter, whether she is Jobu Tobaki or Joy from this world. And there's some funny Kung Fu scenes. There, I've never seen Kung Fu used this way. And it does two revolutionary things that we can talk about later. But the action scenes are, I, I want to say they're they are excellent, but they're not super like uh, technical. They're so bizarre. I've never seen Kung Fu use like this before. And, and again, we'll talk about <laughs> these fight scenes. But then eventually she confronts the daughter. And in one of the climactic scenes, there's a giant black donut, which is called the everything bagel. But it's basically where she puts all her dread and all that stuff and all the all the disappointments and stuff. She just that's where she hides it and is just sucking people into it. And it's basically just depression, right? So then these people get sucked in there. Joy is inviting her mother to join her in the everything bagel or that black hole of depression. She's saying, follow me into this so that we can just disappear because you understand what I'm going through now. Let's just go and basically die, right? right. And um, Michelle Yeoh's character refuses to do that, but also refuses to let her go through that. But there is a point where Joy is like, no, I want to go in there. You don't have to join me. I'm going in to the black hole. And so she jumps into this, the everything black hole bagel and Eventually, she kind of changes her mind midstream, tries to reach for her mother, and then her mother pulls her out. So lots of great symbolism, um, which is really fantastic for such a crazy movie because you would think it would just be an action movie. But it's not just an action movie. There's there's lots of there's this movie saying a lot and we'll get to those pieces in a little bit. But why don't you guys go ahead and, and tell us? What do you think? Uh, what was some of your favorite parts or some of the parts that you disliked? Uh, real quick, when we were going over the casting, 
uh, fun mm-hmm. casting thing. Did you guys recognize the husband, Wayman? I Goonies. What What was that, Primo? From Goonies. Yeah, no. from the Goonies. From yeah, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. He's yeah. a little boy from Indiana Jones. Get out of uh, here. Yeah, he had actually Dude, left. Can't you recognize him? No, yeah. I did not recognize him. I, I saw him and no, I was okay, like, now, okay, why does he okay, sound you, and look now familiar? That, now that you look at it, look yeah. at him again. He looks look the same. Again. It, it's like if you took one of those aging apps, you know, mm-hmm. and put it on a little kid. That's pretty much what he looks like. And what I also uh, like is a little homage to Goonies with the little fanny pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, the entire movie is just filled with like pop culture references exactly. all of it like every freaking frame there's something in the background <laughs> and the cool thing was so father uh wayman the actor was saying um he actually left acting for several decades because he was being typecast and racial profiling when it comes to the roles he was being offered he was mm-hmm. just really turned off by it and he left acting until he saw Michelle Yeoh in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, and he saw how much fun that was, he's like, "I want to be a part of that again." It seems like it's a more conducive environment now for Asian actors. So he mm-hmm. came back to do this. So I, I thought that was really cool. Wow. Yeah, I, it, it's crazy too because I'm like, why does this guy look familiar to me? But I don't. I know I haven't seen him in any kung fu movies, you know, and mm-hmm. he's he's good. He's, he's good, pretty, man. He's pretty oh, yeah. damn good. And uh, the, the fight scene, the first fight scene, I got to talk about the fight scenes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the first fight scene where he where he kicks everybody's ass with a fanny pack, it's like the epitome of, you know, dad kung fu. Like, <laughs> you know, like, dude looks like your everyday dude, you know? And, and, he looks uh, like someone that owns a laundromat. He looks like yeah. someone that owns a laundromat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he can kick your ass, mm-hmm. which which kind of brings me back to a principle in life that I always try to, you know, follow and kind of preach. He's like, don't fuck with the nerd because you never know what that guy knows, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he, exactly. He's, he's gone through a life of being picked on. You think he's going to take it? <laughs> Dude, I think he, I think the dad, uh, uh, Wayman, was probably my favorite character in the entire movie. I just really appreciated his approach to it. Uh, he has this little monologue towards the end when he's trying to get through to the wife because the mm-hmm. wife and daughter mirror each other in the way they tackle uh, difficult situations. And it's mostly through anger yeah, uh, and, and being stubborn and angry is how they handle situations. While he, on the other hand, finally gets her to realize he has been fighting as well alongside her, but he uses kindness. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was such a sweet moment, the way it breaks through. And it was so in character for him because throughout the entire movie, you see this inherent innocence just radiating mm-hmm. from this man. Yeah. I mean, he asked his wife for a divorce at the beginning of the movie, not because he wants a divorce, but simply because he just wants her to finally stop working for a bit and have a real conversation with him because he just mm-hmm. wants to feel loved again. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, I just thought, I thought all that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick on the directors, the Daniels. Um, they call themselves maximalists. So they they buck away from the trend of minimalism and they purposely go over the top with everything they're doing. Uh, and I think that really shows here. I mean, literally the, you know, the apocalyptic device at the end, the everything bagel is literally mm. everything in the universe put together into this black hole. It's just sucking everything else into it. Yeah. Like I, I think that kind of signifies what this movie's like. 
where it's just literally everything everywhere all at once just stuffed into a freaking movie i thought that was freaking insane um i don't i was blown away by this movie i got a lot of the pop culture stuff but the main reason i wanted you guys to watch it i i mean i knew you would like that but you have such a like vast knowledge of kung fu stuff that i don't and i knew like <laughs> if they took this much time and care with the pop culture side they probably did the same with the kung fu because both of these guys are like obsessed with kung fu movies and this is like their love letter to that pretty much i um uh, so the the scene that you're talking about at the end where he, he uh the husband wayman says you know i've been fighting all along i've just used kindness she's like use kindness right mm -hmm. and she's being forced she's trying to like be kind and she's yeah. going into this fight with all these mm -hmm. people who are basically possessed by, by the daughter by the daughter right and yeah. um but she's forced to fight and so i'm thinking in my head i was sitting there and i was like what is she supposed to do give everybody a kiss here like she's not gonna this is not gonna work like she's gonna get her ass kicked right so like they're, they're attacking her and then that's where she figures out how to use kung fu and her multiversal powers mm -hmm. to bring everybody some kind of happiness and it was wild man because she she like at one point she 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 got this guy who was like into SM SM and threw yeah. a ball in his mouth a ball gag you, that guy's and, the director oh really and he she, casted yeah. himself for that role and she spanked him and the dude yeah. was like like overjoyed and she yeah. did she did just that she like people she people would come at her she would parry do whatever and then stick that joy into them like she would mm -hmm. you know take them to right. wherever they needed to be in order to witness happiness without actually beating them up she would submit mm -hmm. them through through joy kindness and kindness yeah but i mean she was just yeah. looking for things that make them happy and right. they would be so so overjoyed that they couldn't they couldn't fight and that's how she made her way up these stairs that's how she climbed these stairs because it's it's just one another one of those symbolistic uh, things where they kind of like you got to climb the mountain right and up on the way up the mountain it's not just the terrain that you have to fight but also whatever is coming at you you know in this case the people so as she's climbing these stairs she's defeating all these guys all these people with all these different quirks and likes and things that make these people happy and she was just making people happy all the way up and i was like wow she didn't hurt anybody except for maybe that guy she spanked but like you but know, he liked it but he liked it so i mean i thought that was amazing i never ever saw anything like that before in my life usually it's like you know it's like oh somebody hits you in the uh, the acupuncture points and you go to sleep, right? Like that's the closest thing that would you would get to a point where you're not hurting someone, you know? I, I thought that was a very interesting use of Kung Fu. I also took it, interpreted it um, as the relationship between a parent and their child. And I mean, Edgar, you're, you've got your kids. And sometimes when your kid is lashing out like that, your first reaction is you're angry that they're doing this, especially if they're trying to hurt you. Because sometimes kids do that. They'll yeah. kick and scream and stuff. And sometimes instead of meeting them at where they're at, you have to swallow your pride a little bit 
and kind of ignore the fact that they're lashing out towards you and approach them with kindness and get them to at least calm down a little bit. Because if you start screaming at them, they're not going to listen to anything you're saying. Uh, they're not going to do what you're asking them. But every now and then, if you approach them instead uh, from the place of love, which is really where you're coming from to begin with, you can de-escalate it better and finally get your message across. Especially like, because almost in every uh, household, there's one like uh, good cop, bad cop when it comes to the parents. There's the strict parent and then the parent that kind of lets you do whatever you want. And when those roles are reversed, it also gets that message across a little bit better. So like if the easygoing parent is strict on something, the kid will probably listen because they're like, oh, that's not like them. And then vice versa. If the strict parent comes kind of easygoing on something, then they might actually be more receptive. And I thought that was a really cool dynamic to play in with like all the crazy Kung Fu and crazy shit that was going on, that it was like a vehicle to kind of get that message of love across because it was intergenerational at that point too. Like uh, Michelle Yeoh and her father, and then Michelle Yeoh and her daughter, all of it was kind of in line with not knowing how to actually show love. Yeah. Um, there's also these, like along the same themes that you're talking about, the, there's, there's this whole theme. And it's sure it might be pretty common in, in Asian culture. I wouldn't know. But uh, I know that it's, it's something that happens between parents and children, right? There, there's this judgment or it comes mm -hmm. off as judgment, but it's really worry, right? Yeah. Uh, it, they're worried that you're going to be able to do well for yourself, that you're going to have a happy life, that the choices that you're making may not be something that will make you happy or give you comfort or, you know, keep you financially stable, all these things. And they're not, they, they come off as judgments, but it's really just worry and they just mm -hmm. want you to succeed. Right. But it doesn't come off like that. Right. And, um, and when it's a kid receiving it, it's just like the kid is just feeling like everything they do is wrong, right? Yeah. And, and the parent seems like, well, every time they say something, it bothers the kid. Yeah, they, they push can, you away. Yeah, they keep, there's mm -hmm. nothing you can say that won't piss them off, right? So that's that's the point where they're at in the beginning of the movie. And it seems across dimensions that was the case, at least for the one version of her that went completely evil and i'm talking about joy mm -hmm. um but um it's interesting that joy's name uh is is joy right because it's a pretty obvious name right she she obviously was hoping that this girl would give her joy and in her whole whole life she's been struggling with trying to find something that gives her meaning something that makes her happy the reason that she's able to become the character that she becomes by the by the end of the movie, the reason she can become a multiversal character is because she hasn't completed anything in her life, in this life. She right. is she is a nothing, right? She hasn't succeeded in anything. She's actually the most failed version of herself across the multiverse. So that's why she had so much ability to become this multiversal character because she's never succeeded at anything, which means she has so much room to become so much more. She hasn't been anything, she, but because she hasn't, she has now she has this like giant empty pot that she can fill with all this ability. And I mm -hmm. just, I found that really interesting. I thought that was very cool. But, um, but also, did you guys notice that Wayman, ate a bagel 
in the, yeah. beginning of the movie. Oh, he did. I don't. I don't remember it. Yeah, he was. He ate a bagel. So he was sitting there before this all went crazy, and they were running around uh, being chased by kind of like the demonic version of the tax lady. They hide behind a desk, and Wayman says, "Oh, uh, they don't have milk in my. You know, there's no cows in my world. You know, or my universe. So I'm going to drink all this milk and do all this stuff." And he's and he takes a bagel with cream cheese and he's just stuffing it in his face. And I just found that I'm trying to figure out what that means. Cause I mean, that black hole thing is an everything bagel and Wayman is eating the bagel, you know, which makes me think like, okay, well, if the black hole is maybe a symbolism is, is a symbol of depression, uh, Wayman is the thing that eats depression. Like he has no problem with it. He can eat it. He'll take it. Oh yeah. That's you a good interpretation. Saying? Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Cause he, he just, he looks for happiness, right? He puts the little stupid eyes on all the things and it pisses everybody off. Yeah. But he's just trying to make everybody happy. He's trying to bring a little joy. So when it comes to, to depression and, 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 and stuff like that, it's not, a, it's not a problem for him. He eats it. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's breakfast for him. Yeah. For him, he it's eats. like, it's a, it's a way out. Well, I mean, literally he eats depression for breakfast. If you were to yeah. interpret that, mm -hmm. because it's a everything bagel or it's a bagel with cream cheese. When do you eat a bagel and cream cheese? You don't eat it for lunch. You eat it, you know, you eat it for breakfast usually. So True. he's eating, he's eating depression for breakfast. I could be a stretch there, but anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, Primo, you got to give me something, man. What, what what did you like about the movie? I like I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. The the goofiness of the movie was what caught my attention. The actor uh, Stephanie um, Huss, Sue, who was it? Huh? Yeah. Sue, yeah, Sue, yeah, yeah. God, she was phenomenal in that movie, dude. Her acting is just crazy. Like she could just switch off like that. That was great. And she's kind she of a no name. Up. This yeah, is like her first one, big role. Is it really? I thought she yeah. was in Shang Tsung. Uh, I'm not sure. They have a credit. They have accredited for that. She Let's is. See. Uh, she's in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Right. Oh and, yeah, she is. I remember her from that. Yeah, I, and she's also in Nora uh, from Queens. She's in right. Shang Chi. Yeah, I meant by I meant this was like her first leading role, kind of a sure. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, like her first big role. Yeah. I could have sworn she was, she was also in Crazy Rich Asians, but I guess not. I don't see her name here, mm -hmm. but she is a love interest for the one of the leading uh, male characters for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's funny because she looks so much older in that mo in that show. Yeah, she looks so young in this. Uh, that's probably why I didn't recognize her until right now when Primo mentioned it. The, the other thing, too, that caught my eye was the sort of reminded me of the movie The One. Yes. Where in that movie, Jet Li was eliminating his, his twins to gain their powers. Right. But no one knew what would happen if he were to gain everybody's ability. And that was the one thing they were trying to stop. Well, it looks like we know what happens because of giant bagel, you know. Well, like so. in, in that world, like in that movie, I remember that movie, the one mm -hmm. as as you 
kill the other versions of yourself if you absorb their life energy and you become a stronger being you know a stronger version of that person yeah but that but yeah there was an evil jet lee jumping through dimensions killing all the versions of himself Mm -hmm. until he came to this dimension but the thing is is that as he jumped through dimensions they were all getting stronger right the energy was being dispersed across all of them the more he killed them and and the less of them there were the more powerful the remaining versions of himself became yeah it, it was interesting so one other fight scene that has to be talked about so in the beginning of the movie you notice that there's these awards that jamie lee curtis's character oh, has gotten has this gotten is the, the one i was uh warning you for your kids by the way Dude, you did not give me enough warning. There's like three or four <laughs> scenes that cannot be seen by little kids. I'm telling oh. you right now. Yeah. All right. Tell me all. Give us all three because that's the only one I can think of. Okay. Well, uh, let me let me get through this and then I'll talk about the other ones. But so <laughs> in that in that scene, the first in the first shot, you see Jamie Lee Curtis in the background. There's these little dildo awards. Butt plugs. Right? Butt plugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, butt I plugs. didn't want to say it. I didn't want yeah. to say it, but no, it, I, I, butt I plugs. Know you two can say it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's <laughs> it's because she stops all the bullshit. So I was just like, oh Jesus. And she had like three or four of them, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was pretty proud of the butt plugs awards. I saw them in the background. I was like, oh Jesus, there's a butt plug there. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just an Easter egg or something. They're just going to, it's just going to be in the background. No, Jamie Lee Curtis picks it up and puts it in the foreground. It's like, look at what I got here. This is, this is because I stopped all the bullshit. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, you put that thing in the front. Right. You know, and I got my kids there, but thankfully like they don't know what that is. And I'm thinking, Oh, I'm in the clear, right. They're not, you know, cause I mean, they're not going to do anything weird with this wrong, wrong. So, uh, eventually there's a fight scene. And because part of what helps them jump multiversal minds is to Mm -hmm. kind of do something weird and that will slingshot you into one dimension, but then push you into the dimension or into the the world that you want to be in, right? So then you'll jump into that body and acquire their ability. So you, you know, for example, if you eat chopstick or chapstick, you're gonna you're gonna go into that world where you know the version of yourself eats chapstick and then it's gonna slingshot you in the other direction and put you in the world where you know kung fu yeah yeah so think of it kind of like um your universe is on a spider web of sorts and it as it branches out that's more universes and the crazier and wackier whatever it is you do the further away from your universe you get so that the skills if you like if you've never fought before the universes that are close in proximity to yours in those you probably don't fight either because they're the versions of you closest to who you are now but the further away you get from yourself there might be a version of you that is a really good fighter so in order to get that far away from yourself you have to do something that you would never do normally so you have to do something super weird and that sets up uh, the butt plugs. Yep, and that sets up the butt plugs. So everybody starts eating and doing weird things, and you know, to try to like acquire new skills. And it's it's a hit or miss deal for Michelle Yeoh's character. She gets all kinds of weird 
characters and ends up uh, figuring out how to use the knowledge she acquires from whatever weird version of herself she picks up. But of course, like the bad guys have an earpiece and the people on the other end of the earpiece tells them what they can do in order to achieve whatever mm -hmm. skill they need. And they were told that they need to insert something up their butt. And of course, uh, as as it, as you would have it, there there's a whole row of butt plugs for these people to like slam themselves into, and that's what they were trying to do. And 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 it was one of those kung fu games of keep away, you know, yeah. where you're fighting and you're trying to keep away the thing that's gonna make the the other character powerful or give them a weapon. So like you're fighting for the gun or you're fighting for the knife, you're fighting for the dildo trophy or the butt plug trophy that's what mm -hmm. that's what they were fighting they were playing keep away with the butt plug uh, of course eventually one of these guys manages to acquire the skills they need and then the other one finds himself a giant thing dildo and and uses that and so now they're all kung fu'd up and i'm like okay you know meanwhile i'm trying to like cover my kids eyes did you you covered their eyes i i tried but it was just like <laughs> it, it was so bananas it uh, hopefully it just went over their heads but it's just uh, i was just like oh no well there was, was also another scene too where stephanie joy kills a bunch of guys with long head like two foot long dildos what are they doing? oh she says, yeah she's yeah. whooping the shit out of them i forgot about that there's that. Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring that first. I no, that was like the first scene. That was like, that Jesus. was that. There was that, and then there was the one where they're in that weird S and M vault, and there's oh, all yeah. those toys, and it's just <clears throat> oh Jesus Christ! But then that was that's that was an excellent fight scene, right? Because she jumps out of there for the first time with kung fu skills, yeah, mm -hmm. and and starts whooping ass, and it was fantastic because she was not only using kung fu skills but she was also using like a version of herself they that played with one of those signs that was like a sign holder and mm -hmm, she right. was doing all kinds of crazy stuff applying all the skills that she could find to fight and i was like, like That's the amazing. first one was blindness she used to she used her to avoid the gas it was like extend her lung capacity was one. Oh yes to hold her breath longer then she's blind she can hear when someone's coming well, then so she was eager, she was able able to avoid because that was the that was the abilities of the singer. Yes, the singer was blind, but she could also sing, right? And so right. she had really big uh, lung capacity. Right, and then that's what she that like. the kung fu version of her that she taps into is pretty much just our actual realities, Michelle Yeoh. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> the reason she knew Kung Fu is from being in movies or she had to learn Kung Fu. You see her at the movie premiere for Crazy Rich Asians. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was really cool and meta. Yeah, I, I thought that was awesome but too. I was hoping that they would put more of her older stuff on the wall. Oh, like yeah. Angel Cop or something like that. Up that would have been cool. Oh, that would have been awesome, dude. Yeah. Maybe they didn't get the rights for that or who knows. Oh, who knows? yeah. So this movie is about regret, right? It's mm -hmm. about regret. It's because, and the reason is, is because she's always daydreaming. She always feels like she's unfulfilled. 
And then one of the things that happens to her while she begins to acquire the knowledge of all these other multiverses, all these other versions of herself, she realizes she could have been a movie star. She could have been, you know, this, she could have been that. She could have been all these other things. But she chose to marry Way, uh, Wayman, right? She chose yeah. to disobey her parents and run away with him, right? And so there was a point in her life where, or, or in the story where she felt that her parents were right, that her dad was right, that she shouldn't have married this guy because she saw a version of herself where she was a movie star. She could have I have a dead. question for you since you brought that up. Is that the fracture part where all that splinters out or is there in different parts of her life that that happens? It's basically like choose your own adventure, you know? Mm-hmm. So like she chose this path where she's now a laundromat she- owner with her husband. But right. there's versions of herself in the in the timeline that became other versions of herself. They became other people. Right. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, is that the is that the fracture point where everything yeah. splintered off? Pretty much or, in that reality, that you see that Waymond is waiting for her in a car to leave right. together. And in that mm-hmm. reality, she says no. She doesn't leave. She stays behind in China, and she becomes mm-hmm. a huge movie star over there. And right. she pretty much figures it out. Like, oh. It's because I married Raymond that I am not currently living that glamorous lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. she feels all this regret. And then you see in that same reality, Raymond is also much more successful without her. But eventually Mm -hmm. you come to learn that they're both unhappy. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. while they could have gained so much materially, they lost so much when it came to the emotions and feelings they share for one another. And and in that reality, there is no joy. Yeah, there is no daughter. There's no daughter. But also no joy. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You know? So, like, uh, there's a reality where they don't have a daughter. And so, the, there, there's all this regret, but she doesn't realize that, yeah, you know, superficially, if you look at those different worlds, she might be happier. But is she? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I think one of the things that the movie's talking about is, is uh, yeah, the grass is greener on the other side, but you should enjoy your own grass. You know, this is your grass. You should take care of it. You know, you should, you should seed it, mow it, do all that stuff. Because, yeah, because if you're too busy looking, looking at other things, you're not paying attention to this life, right? Yeah. If you're too busy right. wondering about what it could have been, all you're going to do is you're going to sink yourself into regret. You're going to sink yourself into, into uh, all these bad feelings. You're going to be depressed. You're going to have all these ideas. You're going to resent the people in your life, you know, mm-hmm. which is what she was doing. She was resenting him. And instead of just paying attention to this life, paying attention to her husband, paying attention to her daughter and, and, and accepting things as they are versus trying to change everything and then feeling unfulfilled because she can't, you know? Yeah, um, but dude, don't you ever wish you had hot dogs for fingers? Oh, my God. No. no. How are you going to turn that down? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, you know, the funny thing is, too, is, is like she was really good with her feet in that yeah. world. And so you ended mm-hmm. up using Kung Fu with her feet, like, really well. In uh, what? I was going to ask you, how did your kids feel about the hot dog finger scene? They thought that was super weird. <laughs> oh, they didn't even yeah, laugh. They all, just thought, what the fuck? They, they were, but they also were, in that world, she was also a lesbian. Yeah. Yes. Married to the IRS mm-hmm. agent. Yes. yes, she was. And she treated Did you really know? <laughs> Here's a fun mm-hmm. fact. So when the directors came up with the hot dog fingers uh, 
storyline. They weren't sure whether or not to use it. They're like, it's a funny gag, but I don't know if we need it for the story. And mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is the one that pushed them to keep it because she just yeah. loved the idea. Yeah. She loved the idea of hot dog fingers. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you can, I think you can enjoy that movie without it. I don't think you need hot dog <laughs> fingers. But I mean, there's also a world where they're just rocks, right? Yeah. Right. So, and there's also a world where there's ratatouille. Oh, well, dude, yeah. that's actually my favorite, uh, my favorite thing. Raccoon. And then, like, when he goes to that world where she's a chef, and then she finds out that it's a raccoon, and the raccoon's like, kill her, kill her. And he's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> he's trying to control her to kill her. You know what? She knows a secret. Yeah, you know, you know why I like that one? It's because right. like growing up, your parents always mispronounce the names of the things you like. Uh, like, you know, like if you have a PlayStation, your parents will call it an Xbox or whatever show you're watching. That's they call it the wrong name. Yeah. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure like that gag all started because, of course, <clears throat> a parent would not remember the name of Ratatouille. And then the daughter tries to correct her because the mom is like, yeah, that movie where there's a raccoon and he's a chef. And then she's like, Ratatouille. It's like, no, it's Rakakuni. And then you see that that universe actually exists. So yeah. that's funny. Like, it makes you think, okay, so was she, was she getting the name wrong or was it because she was channeling? She already had like a channel into that world where Rakakuni was already exist, you know, existing. But yeah. So, like, it, you know, the movie's got this, all this stuff about regret. And just kind of dealing with all that stuff, but also like acceptance, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny because at the end, she's still very Asian. She's still very much a parent because one of the things she says to the daughter's girlfriend is you need to let your hair grow. Yeah. You know, but that Which was is, her way of finally showing love. Exactly. She, she's concerned, right? She wants to make mm -hmm. sure that she's accepted because she's attached to her daughter. So, um, right. so it, 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 I think, I think what happened is she hasn't changed too much, but now there's an understanding between everybody, right? Everybody knows right. where everybody's coming from. You know, now we interrupt the podcast to let you know that if you're building a website and you need a hosting service, Bluehost is definitely the way to go. If, especially if you're building it in uh, WordPress, for example. It's the hosting service I use for my website, the Flowroll Podcast, and they're super dependable, never had a problem, easy to use. I highly recommend them. Make sure you use a referral link in the description so that Bluehost knows I sent you. Also, the music you're listening to here comes from Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound is a great service which allows you to get licenses to music with a very affordable monthly plan. It's great. And you can get a 30-day free trial if you act now. With over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects, you will find all that you will need for your projects. When you head over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so they know that I sent you. Now, I just recently started using Monday. Um, Monday.com has what they call an 
work operating system, a work OS. What it is is a work management software. It's more than just a to-do list. It allows you to work with teams, you can put timelines on things, it organizes your projects in a very easy to read dashboard and it's super customizable. I love it, just started using it. Uh, I'm sharing it with my teams now. It's a great tool for you to use for your work, especially nowadays when we're working from home and we're a little more disconnected. We don't have the people in front of us to ask questions about where is this project? How are you doing on this? What's the timeline, et cetera, et cetera. So with Monday, it makes it very easy for you to kind of keep an eye on things. I love it. I love it. It's an amazing piece of software. I highly recommend it. And when you make your way over to monday.com, make sure you use my referral link in the description. A bizarre ass movie, man. Bizarre. And there was moments where when she was switching between worlds and stuff and how she was like looking into the other world while she's kicking ass in this one. I I was like I felt like my mind was overloaded. It was <laughs> there was so much shit going on. Um but goddamn what an amazing movie. Primo, what were, movie. Uh, I was gonna say, what were your favorite parts of the movie? The favorite part was when Big Nose comes out swinging with the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I was like, ooh, Peter's going to have a field day with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Jesus, out of all things, she starts swinging that dog and you just hear her dog go, rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell? She uses the dog like one of those kung fu whips. Yeah. 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 It That's was uh, just like, she kicks uh, the dog first and everything, and it's crazy. That actress is from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Right. Uh, and Jenny, Jenny Slate. Yeah, she's also from yeah. SNL, but mm-hmm. she's been in a bunch of things now. Right. God, what a great movie. I just, mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't so dirty. There is so much <laughs> sexual stuff thrown in there. I thought it was hilarious, but it was it made it super uncomfortable for me to watch with the kids. Yeah, how did the, how'd your wife and kids take it? My wife wasn't there. Um, oh, you went without her. I went without apparently her. That's how he, apparently, that's how he gets away with this, is that the wife is not there. <laughs> well, I just figured there was, you know, because you warned me, and I figured, oh, there's going to be one episode, there's going to be one scene where I got to cover their eyes. So, like, you know, the 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 scene with the, the first scene that comes out is the one with the extra long, you know, 24-inch <laughs> dildos. And so, like, these, you know, she's swinging them, and I'm like, okay, there it is. And I'm like, I didn't see that coming, you know? But, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is it. That That's it. I'm, I don't have to worry about it anymore, you know? No, no. It just, the stupid shit kept showing up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. If, I think if I if I would have known that there was three scenes, especially the one with the, where they fought with things inserted, I would have not taken the kids. I would have gone by myself and just watched it by myself. Uh, oh uh, man, my bad. No, no, you're good. Yeah, I, Otherwise, than like, that, it was it's, it's fine. But I sort of got late to the movie, so did I miss much? I I entered with a part where she she's cooking her food, and she sits on the table. Then the daughter shows up. Did I miss much? I don't think mm. so. No, you just missed the one. conversation between her and the husband. Oh, yeah. I think okay. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I saw them talking. That's what I I don't think you missed that. anything then. 
Because that's pretty I, much how it starts. That's pretty much how it starts? Okay. Yeah. I, like, I was at work and I had a race over there to watch the movie. I bought the tickets online so I wouldn't have to wait in line. And I was like, damn, traffic. And I get there, the movie already has started. So I already missed the trailers and everything. I'm like, oh, fuck it. So I said, now I see them talking over, they're talking over something. And I'm like, oh, I must yeah. have missed something. No, it like, doesn't, mm. I don't think you've missed anything. Uh, no, okay, they start okay. They start talking. They start with, with them talking in English and in Chinese. You know, yeah. kind, of like, kind of like how Mexicans and you know Latin people talk Spanglish. They were t- mm. talking Chinese mixed with English. And they were going back and forth. And that was about it, just taxes. So, like, I, oh. you probably didn't miss anything. Okay. Yeah. We want to make sure because, like, you know, the movie, the, I was like so focused on the movie, you know, with everything that was going on, you know, because if you don't pay attention, you're lost. There's a lot of you shit know? going on. Yeah, There's man. a lot of shit going on in that movie. And, the, and, they, and I love that. That movie, I loved it. it. It was different. It was cookie. It was weird. A lot of pop, like you said, a lot of uh, pop culture was in it. And I sort of one of the other crazy fight scenes that I like is when she started using her pinkies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I sort of thought that she was trying to make because you know how you don't remember in um, Big Show in Little China when um, James Hong was doing it with the controllers like this. I thought oh, yeah. she was actually going to do some stupid stuff like that. Like oh, huh. I wonder if it is a, a an homage to to James Hong. I forget. How did she? Why did she have that power in that other universe? She, she was tra- she was uh training with her pinkies. She was, like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, she trained mm-hmm. kung fu with her pinkies. They do a little scene of that in Kill Bill, also, don't they? When um yes, she's training with the one sensei that has a super long beard. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty yes. sure there's a scene where they do like push-ups on their fingers or something. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that I don't Sifu. remember now. I forgot, I forgot yeah, his yeah. name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Gordon Chen mm-hmm. or Gordon 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 Liu, I think, is the character mm-hmm. that, or the actor that plays that character. But yeah, so um, man, dude, that that movie was just so chock full of stuff. And the 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 thing is too is it's like the daughter was so hung up on the idea that her mother wouldn't accept her as being. A lesbian and wouldn't introduce her to her fa- to her grandfather as a lesbian mm-hmm. at, or the girlfriend you know so like there was all mm-hmm. this commotion and the funny thing was at one point she was having a discussion with the evil version of her daughter and she makes this point this is like oh you're still upset that you know that she's gay yeah, like, why are you even worried about that? Oh, there's yeah, so much she, more. Yeah. There's so when much. She introduces herself. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "There's so much more." Out. Yeah, there's so much more worse things that you can be worried about, and that's true. Just in general, like, really, yeah. like, you're gonna push. In real life, people are like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you're gonna be worried about that. There's so many other things that could happen. The world's like, coming to an end. You're worried that I'm gay? What the hell? You know, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Or, you know, like she gets cancer or, you know, God forbid, something awful happens to her. You know, like oh. you're going to you're going to forget about the fact that she's gay. You know, there's this, all this conflict. All that shit doesn't matter. You know, which I found really interesting coming from that evil character. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, you, you're worried about that. That's nothing. <laughs> I don't even know if I would say the evil character was evil. Yeah. She more like represented <clears throat> uh, nihilism believing that nothing matters literally none of this matters whatsoever and i think that kind of sucked her into that pit 
of not mm-hmm. caring about anything or destroying everything. She was fine destroying everything because in her mind, none of it mattered whatsoever. Yeah. She pretty much stated that through the entire movie. Yeah. Especially when he did that little thing with the hands, you know, the little 80s thing where you... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they were, like, looking through and, they, like, they put their fingers together and you could see through into the other dimension. I, I swear to God, I found that so, so 80s when she did that. I was like, oh, my God, I remember me and the guys just doing that shit and during gym class. <laughs> yeah. Dude, was, I did that in the 90s, too. <laughs> carries. I'm sure there's kids doing it right now. Yeah. What a fantastic movie. It, it was just so crazy. Uh, I can't believe Michelle Yeoh actually did this movie, too. Like, how did she come across this script? Like, where did where did it come from? Oh, my from? God, like, you're right. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, she did Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. But before that, then, what did she do before that? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, but she doesn't do just anything anymore she's really picky and choosy about her uh her movies and one of the things that i heard about michelle yo and crazy rich asians was that they needed a prop they had like some kind of jewelry and so i guess i forget the name of the lead actress for that movie but uh that lead actress needed some kind of jewelry and so they put this, like, you know, fake stuff on her or something. And Michelle Yeoh is like, oh, no, let's not use that. She goes and gets some fucking badass shit from her personal uh, collection, brings it to set, and lets homegirl use it. And and uh, the girl was like, I've never seen anything like this. It's so expensive. I, I guess it was like, I, I forget what it was, Jade or something. Who knows? But it was like super expensive stuff. And and that's how down she was, you know. Like she's like, this movie is representing, you know, mm-hmm. Chinese Asian culture. Like, let's do our best, you know. So like, and she wanted to represent that, you know, that these people were people with money, and the uh, and I guess the jewelry that they were bringing out, although fancy, was not fancy enough. She wanted to go phew, that extra mile. She's like, I got better shit at home. Hold up, mm-hmm. let me get my shit, you know. Like, how badass is that? You know, it's not only her personal collection, but she lends it to someone, you know? Mm. Something super expensive, and she gives it to these people so they can have it in their movie. Yeah, nice. Do you guys want me to give you a quick highlights of her IMDb? Sure. Because she's been in some really big, renowned movies. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yep. Memoirs of, of a Geisha. Yep. She right. was also in Shang-Chi. She was in the right. James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies, in, back in 1997. Right. Uh, she's in all the Super Cops, the Jackie Chan classics. She was also in Police Story, another one of Jackie Chan's biggest movies. She was in The Mummy and The Mummy 2. Uh, she's in Avatar. She's in all the sequels of Avatar that are going to be coming out. Um, Avatar? Yeah. Really? Who's she in the Avatar? I don't know. Oh, I bet she, she was the mother, I bet. Oh, she probably is, yeah. But she's in Avatar 2 that's coming out later this year. And then Avatar 3 that's scheduled for 2026. We're talking about the ones with the blue people, right? Yeah, with the blue people. Uh, yeah, because that Avatar movie, the air, it was called the Avatar, it was called the Airbender. That's yeah. what I think you were... Oh, no, no, with the blue people. Yeah, no, with the, the blue, blue people. The James Cameron Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's been in a lot of stuff. Bunch of uh, kung fu and tai chi stuff too. 
Yeah. She was in the IP man. Or Yip Man. Yeah. Oh, that's how it's pronounced? Yip? Yeah. Okay. I've actually Ooh. never talked about that movie. That <laughs> so movie I never knew what it was called. Wow. That movie is amazing. But yeah, yeah. she's yeah. I didn't know she was in that movie. Who is she in that movie? Uh I'm not sure. All I'm seeing is the stuff she's been in. I think she was the mother of the of uh Ip Man's wife. And then uh Master Z. Did you see that Yip Man one? That one yeah, came out in twenty eighteen. She's in that yeah. too. Yeah, that's the one with, that's with Batista. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, he's right there. Yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. She was in that. I mean, she's been in what? some really huge stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yeah. she's one of the Ravagers. Yeah. Yes, she has to be. Yeah, yeah she's one of the like the lead, late one of the, the in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. All those lead uh, ra- uh, Ravagers were actual team members of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. She just seems like the funnest freaking person. The fact that she's been in all that and then read this script and was like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. She's probably mm-hmm. just a really interesting person. I I can't help but agree with that because I mean, she has had a very long career. I think she started as some kind of a beauty queen. And uh, as oh, I bet, man, she's a beautiful lady. Well, I think that's what happened. Like she was a beauty queen and then, you know, how, Back in the day, the beauty queens had to have some kind of special skill. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that she demonstrated was kung fu. You know, she I think she actually oh wow arts. So that's how she won that that beauty pageant. Um, if I if I remember correctly. But um but yeah, then she's she's been in all kinds of movies. She's she's done uh some of my favorite mo- movies. Uh she's done Wing Chun, she's done the heroic trio. She's been in Butterfly and Sword, um, all the Super Cops. She's in Tai Chi. Uh, there's there's some movies that I know are like like really that were really well received. One of those is Yes, Madam. I believe Yes, Madam also stars uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's oh man, there's so many. She's she's got like the longest kung fu film history that you can possibly imagine although a lot of stuff with jackie chan and jet lee yeah yeah the funny thing about memoirs of the geisha is that i i forget what she is exactly she's chinese but she's not she's not japanese geisha is a japanese thing Mm -hmm. uh also the 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 lead character in that movie is also chinese i was just like why didn't you guys just get japanese girls (laughs) Uh, that movie is actually one of my girlfriend's favorite movies. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she has rewatched it several times. Wow, really? Yeah, she loves it. So I've seen it several times. <laughs> yeah, Z Yi Zhang. Uh, he was actually Minions. She was in, in which Minions? one? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I see her. Rise yeah. of Gru. Yeah, that's yeah. the newest Minions. Oh, it's not even out. It comes out in July. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, she's also in boss level. Boss level? <laughs> I, that's yeah. that's one movie I haven't seen. There's so many movies now, it's hard to keep up, man. But like if you haven't seen Yip Man, have you seen Yip Man uh Lechuga? I have, yeah. Okay. Have you seen all what is it, four of them now? No, I've only seen the first one. Oh there's no, there's four now. There's four now. Oh yeah. 
they're the all one, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yip Man first became famous because he what trained Bruce Lee. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. He's one of those uh, small guys can kick everybody's ass kind of deal. Yeah. Classic. But, yeah. But the funny thing about that guy is his real life story in places was better than what the movies were portraying. Oh, wow. Because uh, that's there's a scene in the first Yip Man where a cop pulls a gun on Yip Man. Right. And that actually happened. In real life, a cop pulled a gun on Yip Man and and kind of threatened him or something. And it was kind of like a misunderstanding. In real life, what happened was he was in a crowd. They were watching something. And the cop came up on his wife and was like hidden on her or something. And he was like, hey, excuse me, what are you doing? This is my wife. And then the cop pulls the gun saying like, what are you disrespecting me? Like, get out of here, right? And in real life, Yip Man kept the gun from shooting, from firing, right? So he stuck mm-hmm. his hands and his fingers into the area where the trigger is and broke the trigger off with his fingers. What? Yes, that's the real life thing that happened. Not what was portrayed in the movie where he was- figured no one's going to believe this. Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Dude, no one's I mean, it believe- sounds like something out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, apparently, I guess he grabbed the gun with like his, you know, forefinger, middle finger, and thumb. Right, he grabbed the barrel that way, and with his lesser fingers, popped out the trigger. So, of course, you're right. Like, who's going to believe that you you broke a metal trigger off a gun with your pinky finger? Like, really? You know, so that's why they they changed it and made it so that he popped the uh, what do you call that? You know, oh, but it had to be. It was back in the day, so it had to be like the little revolver. The revolver, yeah. yeah, the little revolver oh, with man. all the bullets in it. He popped that out, and I was just like, "Why did you just keep it? Like, why did you have to change it? Like, you know, like you changed the whole thing. Like this happened outside. There's a bunch of people. This they changed it. They made it in a restaurant and, and, you know, he's confronted by some cops. It's just so weird that they do this stuff. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, they always do it, right? Everybody does it. You know, everybody wants to make the movie better than reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys uh, want, um, some more background on the Daniels and what inspired them to make this? Oh yeah. I would love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. It so, uh, this movie is inspired by, their ADHD and it was them embracing it. So that's why it's such a frenetic movie with so much happening all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Um, they first came up with the idea while watching a double feature of the fight club and matrix, the matrix. Uh... Yeah. So Quinn Tarantino has a theater over in LA and I guess they sat there and watched both movies back to back and walked out with this idea. Uh, they had been writing it for like the better part of a decade at this point. And they said that they were really freaking out because at first they thought it was a really original idea. And then in season two of Rick and Morty, pretty much that whole season is about a multiverse. So they're freaking out. And then Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse came out and then Dr. Strange is coming out. So they were really worried that like they missed the boat on this. 
Um, <laughs> if anything, I think it helped them yeah. because a lot of people see multiverse like, oh, okay. Like they, they're probably expecting that this is a Marvel movie actually when they go see it. But if anything, I think it made like the audience more palatable, that idea more palatable to the audience. Like it's not so out there at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I would have to agree with that statement because I mean, it is a lot to digest. And I think if you don't have some kind of primer, for multiverse, you're gonna be like, "What is going on in this motherfucking movie?" Yeah, yeah Daniel took something ran. Yeah, uh, Daniel Kwan um, of the two Daniels is actually more inspired by video games and anime than he is with normal movies. So a lot of the perspective in the movie, and you can kind of tell, it's almost like a video game, um, which I thought was really cool. And then. Uh, they also really <laughs> took inspiration from what they call competency porn. Uh, that's like all those YouTube videos where it's just people cooking meals or like making belts or something or making shoes. I don't know if you guys ever watch those. No. Literally, you could any skill you could possibly think of, just type it into YouTube and it'll be someone giving you a tutorial on how to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like that's like the idea where they got from. That's where they got the idea of like learning the skills from a different version of you and grabbing it and using it mm. here is kind of the way people sit around watching these YouTube videos to learn other people's skills. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So you see that throughout the movie. Um, what else? The whole rock, the rock scene that's based off Sylvester and the magic pebble, which is a little kid's book. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much every single scene in that movie. If you just literally Google like, scene and everything everywhere inspired by and then you'll get like a laundry list of stuff it's kind of insane how much they put into this well i mean if you're saying they sat around on this script for 10 years yeah. yeah they're they're able to you know smush a bunch of stuff in there oh did dude. either Go did ahead. either of you watch swiss army man no that's the, that's the one with the guy from harry potter right yeah, yeah. daniel radcliffe mm -hmm. plays no. a dead man mm-hmm yeah, I thought he was paraplegic. No, I think he's dead. So and he's, he's like rotting. And the guy that's pulling him around is, I guess, talking to him. Well, he's talking back, so. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's just, just, just in his head. Oh, okay. I oh, think. so you did see it. No, I've seen the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen it either. Yeah. I might now because I enjoyed this so much. <laughs> it, it like i saw the trailer and i'm like this is super weird i'm so into this i don't think i can watch it <laughs> oh <laughs> that's how I'd it was yeah. i was like this is too wacky it looks dumb and i did not watch it but people that have seen it have told me no it's actually really good and there's like it gets emotional like it's kind of a tearjerker apparently towards the end what uh, the swiss mm. army guy or a swiss yeah. army man yeah. so I, i'm gonna probably check that out now yeah, it just seems like a dark version of um, Castaway with uh, Tom Hanks. You know, <laughs> instead of a instead of a you know soccer ball or whatever, instead of Wilson, you get you get a body. Uh, I don't mm. know, man. That is that is crazy yeah. to me. Like these guys, I just the movies are getting so good, man. The content out there <laughs> is getting so good, and um, I like to think that one day I'll write something awesome. You know, and I just the that train I think has left the station, man. That I there is no way I'm going to be able to compete 
with these two cats. Like, look at the fucking story they wrote. It's amazing, and it has. It, there's a point to it. It's you know, it, it's it, it's it's inspiring and also like crushing. You know, like there's no way I have a talent like this guy has. The same well, thing that's probably that's probably how they felt watching Rick and Morty or you know the Spider Verse or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't you know, man. Do you you can do it just yeah. ten years to do it. Yeah, it just takes it me took ten, them years. ten ten years to do it. So how old are you now? What forty? 46. Yeah. 46. Okay, when you're 56 is when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, echale ganas, man. Yeah, yeah straight up. Go, start bro, start right ganas. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You yeah. can get that Kung Fu, that, that Kung Fu musical up and running by then. Dude, That's uh, true, bro. We're still the only people that have talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, our listenership isn't going to steal our, our ideas either. So. Pending. <laughs> yeah, pending. Yeah, yeah. pending. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, dude, it's just like I had the same feeling when I left the theater after watching the Batman. That movie is, I mean, we talked a little bit about it before we started the show, but it's it. I, it doesn't feel like a Batman movie, first off. But more than anything, I left that movie theater thinking, I want to write like this guy writes. This, <laughs> this movie was so awesome. There's problems with it. Don't don't get me wrong, but. Uh, but I was like, this movie's so awesome. I, I want to write like this guy. And I don't know if I can. I there's so much good stories out there. And I it's funny because you think, oh well, I've seen this before. I've heard this one before. How many kung fu movies are we gonna watch? It's always about vengeance. It's always a cop. It's always, you know. Mm-hmm. And then someone makes something like this, and it's original, and it's and you know, she's not a cop, you know. She's she's not even a kung fu expert herself. She downloads that from another multiverse version of herself, which is like makes sense in terms of what you're talking about in terms of inspiration because that's what they hap- that's what happens in, Ma- in the matrix. You just mm-hmm. download whatever information you need because you're treated like a computer. But instead, like the hardware or the 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 information dump comes from another version of yourself. That's amazing. Mm. You know, that makes, now that you said that, this movie makes me want to continue my story that I told you about. Remember the, the comic I wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should finish yeah. that. I should finish. Yeah. You should finish writing that. It's a speedster named Torque. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm working I'm working on a uh, story with somebody else, too. Um, he's He's writing a book, but we'll see how it goes. I'm doing none of those things. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's all it's all good and dandy until until uh, it gets done, right? Like uh, until mm-hmm. until we actually have some kind of progress. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all talk. So really, um, we're all in the same spot. <laughs> well, <laughs> since I'm lucky enough to share this pod with two illustrious future writers, <laughs> uh, what would you guys fix? fix from this movie wow honestly honest to god truth i think the movie's fine the way it is wow i would not i would not i enjoy this movie because to tell you the truth it was something different it it actually spoke to me in a way you know how we how we are in our mexican culture how parents usually don't approve of everything and you know me i was known as the black ship of my family Mm -hmm. you know so yeah you know it's sort of 
hit me at a certain point, but I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't want, I wouldn't want to change a thing. I would change the, I think the rock part of it. I get it. I think it was a little, I, th- I thought it fell a little flat. I, I mm-hmm. didn't, uh, but I mean, there was, there's, there's also a thing about pacing, right? So mm-hmm. maybe that helped with pacing in, in their eyes. I mm-hmm. think it was a little, um, I think it was just bizarre for bizarre's sake. I don't think it was it really moved anything forward. In fact, I don't even remember the discussion they were having when there were rocks. So I, I would I would remove that just for the sake of my personal taste and pacing. Uh also I probably get rid of hot dog fingers. Oh no. And no man. Then Jamie I, Lee Curtis won't do the movie. Should we Are out? you serious? That's how much she loved it. Yeah, I think I'd be fine with Jamie Lee Curtis not being in it. Oh my god! I think I would. I would prefer somebody else. Uh, I would wow. be fine. I would be fine with somebody else playing Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, I don't know who we would get, but you know, you gotta have an idea, man. You can't put that out there like that. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, 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 you know, when I when I found out she was in it, I was like, holy shit, she's in this movie. That's I what said, I, no, I gotta watch it. No, I was like, oh shit, she's in this movie. Wow, but why? Wow, really? <laughs> I, I think she's cool. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, she's not my favorite actress. I don't think. Um, I don't know, man. You I lose think, the hot dogs. You lose her, and now you lost Primo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else I would. I would fix. Uh, I don't think there's. Everything. I think I, there's 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 not much I can actually really say that i would fix honestly because they're the the it's written so well and it hits all those beats all those emotional beats so well i i will be afraid to kind of mess with it just because uh there's they took so much care especially in writing wayman that uh i i think uh, at this point messing with it would I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie because, like I said, I don't like the rock scene and the hot dog thing bothers me. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it adds to the craziness of that, of this whole movie, right? So, I guess. But, yeah, I, 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 I would, I think it, it would be really bold of me to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's rewrite this. <laughs> mm. I, I don't I don't think this is a case of, of of lazy writing. I think the the writing in this is really superb. You know, it's, um, a, it's a lot of a lot of detail in in the writing which we could both use. You know, but it takes you know dedication and I and I like the way they are how how they represent each um aspect of her life well i like i liked i like how they how they treated the man because the man was like you know he he loves her right he's in love with her and he just he was in this like depressed place or sad place and he just wanted some kind of affection from her i never got i didn't get it like you did though lechuga where you were like he was giving her papers just so that he can get a reaction out of her i thought he Mm -hmm. was tired of not being loved that's mm-hmm. what i thought but i wasn't sure you know but now that you say it that way that makes sense to me too yeah he mentions earlier that uh one of their other friends the husband also asked for a divorce 
even though he didn't want to have a divorce, he just wanted to have a conversation. And that's why he was doing it too. Oh, wow. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. He did mention that, yeah. With the rock scene. She was accusing her father of giving him that paper. And yeah. Poor her brother. Yeah. She thought her father was behind it. Right. Uh, the rocks. They also had the googly eyes, right? I don't think so. I don't remember. No. No. No, no googly eyes on the rocks. Did they? No. I don't remember. No googly. You mean that, that when they were when it was a rock scene? Yeah. yeah. No, because that was a that was supposedly a dead universe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just couldn't remember if they had the eyes. Cause, oh, so the reason for that scene is, or that universe is, that's the daughter's favorite universe. Because it's dead. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. It's just uh, you with your thoughts. And nothing you, else matters. You as a rock. That's it. Yeah, that was it. There's no pressure. There's nothing else. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> like, they're, they're not, how can you have a consciousness in a rock? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. Well, that's the same thing. They had it. There was a, a universe where they were pinatas. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny. I'll keep that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and there was also a universe where there were there were drawings on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. It got all over. It went all over the place. That, it went all over the place. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But um, they did they did take. I mean, they were like meticulously writing that story. It's just. I, I really did like how how they approached the the male lead and the, and the female lead because you know again she's she's just kind of so stuck on the fact that she could have been something and she's mm -hmm. not and she blames everybody but herself and uh, and she could have just been happy with what she has ah oh, fucking right. this is a great movie man it is a great movie I really like it a lot. I don't know if you can make a two out of that. I just, I don't know how you would. I don't know, man. So man, some people, some people are like cynical. People think that uh, this was the Daniels' way of trying out to get hired by Marvel to do one of the Marvel movies. Yeah, give him a movie. Yeah, <laughs> right, man. I don't. I'm like, okay, what's so bad about that? Yeah, fuck mm -hmm. it. Give him Chang Chi. Fuck it. Dude, you look know? at Taika Watiti. Look at yeah. the shit he's doing for them, man. There's like their biggest hits right now. Yeah. Or James Gunn, too. You would have no, never no. guessed 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, these guys are like the two stars when it comes to Marvel <laughs> directors. Or, or mm. comic book movies in general, right? Yeah. Sa mm -hmm. Sam Raimi, too, when he made that movie, uh, was it, Night of the... Not Night of the Dead. What is it called? Uh, he's a horror director. He made all those crazy... Yeah. And then he got Spider-Man. He got Spider-Man. People freaking yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah. Ever since we've been, ever since we started this bad movie, movie um kick, I've been watching a lot of bad movies. Yeah. Oh dude. shit. <laughs> what did you watch? Evil Dead is what I'm talking. Jesus, can't there you go. Forgot yeah. That Evil Dead. Oh. But anyway, what were you gonna say? Like, what what bad movies have you been watching, man? Oh man, I I watched this movie called Basket Case. There's... Like all three of them. I've never like, heard you know, of it. There's a trilogy. Know. <laughs> it's a trilogy. You don't even want to watch it, bro. But you watched it. I watched it because I was like, you know what? I want to watch something bad. And I was like, <laughs> and it was so bad that it wasn't on Tubi. So <laughs> where did you find, find it? it? A buddy of mine had it, and he let oh me God. let me borrow it. And I was like, all three of them they were on a little like a little floppy disk or not floppy disk, a little thumb little, drive. He was a little thumb drive. And he goes, oh, it's a bunch of movies on here. I'm like. I just want basket case. You have basket case? He's like, yeah. Okay, let me watch it. 
So I watched it and I watched the first one. I'm like, oh my God, this is giving me cancer. And then you're like, let's watch two. <laughs> I said, yeah. well, my, cause I started, might as well go out with a bang, you know, watch two, then watch three. And I said, God, please let this be the last one. <laughs> so wait a minute. So what happens in these movies? I mean, I'm not going to watch them. You know, you already convinced me not to, but like what happens? No, these- no, no. In these movies is about these conjoint twins. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And the kid has this, his brother growing out, out of the side of his body. Why are you watching shit like this? Dude, it was like, it reminded me of Tromoville. Okay. So I wanted to watch those type of movies. And um, I was like, man, I really wanted, for some reason, I wanted to watch this movie. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I watched it. I'm like, man, this movie's terrible. <laughs> I need to put part two just to put it to put it to sleep, get it out of my system. And it's like they separate them, and the conjoint twin one lives in a basket. So, and I he have... goes on a murder spring. Oh boy! Yeah, the See? one in the basket. Yeah, the one in the basket. The fucked up part is the one who's normal sees what he's doing and feels what he's doing oh my god okay let's just say the kid's name is nick the thing on the side is called blah okay it's crazy it was a crazy movie i was like you know what i need to stop this (laughs) primo there's like an overwhelming amount of good stuff to watch right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're doing this to yourself (laughs) i'm doing it on purpose punishment damn bro yeah so so like i have to ask this kind of um sparked an idea in my head if you if you guys wanted to remake a movie what movie Mm -hmm. what movie would you guys remake shit dude i don't uh, a movie or a show oh man i gotta think do you got one i got one but it's already in the works or was in the works i don't know if it still is uh, the greatest American hero. You remember that? It's a movie. It's coming out as a movie. I don't know if it's coming out as a movie. It was supposed to star that Indian girl from uh, uh, New Girl. Let me look at oh. her name. Oh. She was going to get there's on Tubi. There's a trailer for a female one already on there. Um, a trailer that never got aired for Great American wow. Hero. It was a movie that was supposed to be like the third season where he passed on the uniform to her niece or something. No. Hannah yeah. Simone was going to play the greatest American hero. Hero? Or, yeah, heroine. Um, at least that's, that was in the works. I don't know if it's still going to happen, but that would have been awesome because mm. she she's a pretty good uh, little actress, I think. But, uh, but yeah, that's that would be one movie or TV show I would remake. I would take that and just put a new spin on it because one of the one of the refreshing things about that character uh and i don't know if you probably don't know what this uh series is about but there's an alien suit that this knucklehead finds and he's got this crazy curly hair and it's kind of funny that it's so curly and wound up but anyway he he gets this suit and the suit comes with like these weird little ballerina tap shoe things and he's able to run super fast and he's able to fly and all that stuff but he never ever really gets good control over the suit 
and the suit look, looks wacky as hell. So that's part of the fun is that the suit looks kind of feminine, kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like uh, he has no control of it. So he's like a really bad superhero. Well, he's super skinny, first of all. Yeah. And he's wearing these disco shoes with heels like this big. I don't know. They don't and have they don't have heels like that. They have mm-hmm. little heels, but they're like tap shoes because every time no, he runs, you need, like, look, you, need, you need to look at it real good because I've seen the series. I have the series. It's like, I've seen the series. <laughs> they're not heels. They're no, like, they're not heels. They're, they're thick shoes. Like platform shoes. There you go. They're like platform shoes. They're like mm-hmm. wedge heels, if I remember. And then um, the story is, the story of the movie, the series is that he's, he, his car shuts down in the middle of the highway. He finds a ship. The ship beams down a box and it's the suit the thing is is that the suit has a book with instructions on how to use the suit he loses the book so the whole point of the series is him trying out how to fly how to run fast super strength bulletproof all that crazy stuff and then the second at the end of the first season the aliens come back to give him another book and he try he tries out the ability to shrink. He shrinks down with the book. He sees an ant. He panics. He grows back up or left the book behind. So oh, the he book can is shrink. Like, yeah. Oh. He can shrink, but he lost the book when he shrank. Okay, so look, these are the shoes. They're not platform shoes. They, they barely <laughs> have a they they barely have a, a a heel to them. All right. So that's that's what they look smart. like. I okay. platform shoes. Well, but, I don't know what to believe. But <laughs> it looks like Primo was right about getting the greatest American heroine because there is a picture floating around on the internet. Oh, yeah, there's a, the of a female version of this guy. Dude, wow. They need, they need to bring that show back. Like, that's what they need to do. With, I like, wonder stupid, what happened. Well, I mean, it's so stupid, right? <laughs> like, only yeah. kids were probably watching it, and parents weren't, and so it probably didn't do well with the ratings. But yeah, what but year I, did the original come out? Uh, I think question. it's before my time, for sure. Way before your time. Well, he's not that young. <laughs> no, I'm real young, guys. Mm. No, you're not. How old are you? I'm 35, man. You're not that young. <laughs> no, I'm not that young. I don't feel young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely was born in the 80s, I'll tell you that. You're not that young, but you're not that old either. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I think that show came out like in 80, I want to say 83. Oh, okay. Whoa, let's see. Let's see. Whoa, there's no see, it never happened. TV movie with Hannah Simone. But I don't know if it 1981. Wow. wow. That's kind of That's nuts. There, there was a bunch of shows around that time that I would other uh, bunch of shows I used to watch when I was younger, and one of those shows was that one. But the remember, do you remember a show called Manable? No. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that. I have never even oh. heard of this. Manable one was one of my favorite shows, where this guy had the ability to switch into to transform himself into animals, and that was his that was his skit that he was like a detective. And he would transform into an animal. He would turn into a black panther, a white cat, <laughs> a hawk. But the thing is that he would do it by breathing. 
And as he's breathing, you see his body change and feathers will come out of his face and all that crazy shit. Amazing. So this movie with uh, Hannah Simone was made. It's got five stars. Five stars? Out of (laughs) ten. And uh, it was made in 2018. It was a TV movie. I never got to see it. And it's on Tubi. (laughs) Check it out. I think it is on Tubi. Yeah, you have to watch it now. I have to watch it, man. I've been wanting to watch that movie. Well, look it up. See if it's there. You I'm, can do that. See, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Tubi. Okay. Fucking Tubi. I got it on my phone now. Fucking Tubi. <laughs> Still uh, waiting to be sponsored, Tubi. <laughs> We're your greatest supporter. <laughs> we yeah, are. We man. are sending you tens, tens of people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hero. Let's see. Oh, what was, shit. Other, what was the other show that was kind of like that? Like uh, $11 million man or $6 million man? Oh, the $6 million man. That was around that time, right? I No, that came out in the 70s. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it came, or late 70s, I want to say. That one came out, the $6 million man. And then the sister show was the Bionic Woman. Yeah. And the Night Rider. They actually made movies to end the series for those two, for those two movies. They made, a big hit. That, they made two movies to end that series. Yeah, but back then there was like three channels. So True. like everything had crazy ratings. Yeah. Like the one that really got me was they made TV movies of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With Lou Ferrigno. With Lou Ferrigno. And then the death of the Incredible Hulk was the last one. With Daredevil and all that. Well, that was the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And then the return, supposedly. And then there was um, you remember the man from Atlantis, Edgar? I do not. No, wow. And, uh, that I do not remember. I'm, I remember all I'm the Hulk old. movies. <laughs> I remember all the Hulk movies. My but, favorite series I was Knight Rider. I love Knight Rider. I like Knight Rider a lot too. Yeah, but that, you know what's funny is it's one of those shows that when you try to revisit, you're like, damn, this is stupid. So <laughs> <laughs> this is so that's probably stupid. why I watched it because the TV movies were terrible. Yeah, it had. They never continued from the series. One was like Night Raider two thousand, where he was like in a Mad Max world, and Kit was in pieces. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" Then what? one, the other one was um, he. They disassembled Kit, and they needed him and and Hasselhoff to like solve a mystery because the girl had the chip of of the car in her brain. I don't uh, even know what you're talking course. about. Never heard of this one. No, it's it's you, uh, Tubi. Okay, just look at it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! You're like an encyclopedia, bro. Like, how do you have all that shit in your head? Dude, remember we weren't allowed out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so you guys TV were in the was, hood. Yeah, TV was my passport, bro. As soon as the lights were out, get in the house, okay? We weren't even allowed in the yard. That's how scared my mom was. Yeah, oh, my house was the opposite. We didn't have a TV, and we were forced to go outside. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, was another show that was big back then? Outlander. Was that something? Outlander. Outlander. That was right? more ninety, wasn't it? No, you're talking about what's the name of the one with a sword where everybody? Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. And that's also kind of like a multiverse thing where the guy's like hopping around, killing versions of himself. 
But not with no, that. No, he's not killing versions of himself, but he's killing like other people with his powers. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There can only be one. Highlander. Right? Highlander. 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 Yeah. Highlander. Yeah. There can only be one. Yeah. There can only be one. Those. One was called uh, Highlander the Raven, and that was a female lead in that one. Oh wow. Yo, Primo, you should just move to LA, bro, and get hired uh-huh. as a consultant. No way. They'll never hire me. I'm too weird for them. No, you'd be perfect out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need Dude, someone they with- could have hired you for this movie. <laughs> you should have one like Ratatouille with a raccoon instead of a rat. So yeah. they, they, sue you. <laughs> they would they would love to have someone with like your encyclopedic knowledge of all of all the oh, TV right. media yeah. that you have in your or at head. least the fact check. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, I just tried fact checking you right now, and not only that, did, did I prove myself wrong, but you're like the thing with the female greatest American hero from the '80s is in there. Mm-hmm. It's in Tubi, so I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I didn't find the Hannah Simone version. I found this other one with this blonde girl. That that was a TV pilot. That was supposed to be aired. <laughs> Same thing with the Justice League. There's a Justice League pilot. No, it's just. How do you even know this exists, dude? This is crazy. <laughs> it's I crazy. Conventions and they have all those film movies, all those fan-made movies for sale there. And one of those was uh, when The Flash came out, they wanted to do a Justice League movie. But mm-hmm. what they ended up doing was like, it had Green Lantern, Fire, um, Fire Green Star. Fire, Ice, um, and some uh, Hawkman for one. And they were all on this, like, an hour show. And it was, like, never got aired. It was just a pilot. First of all, Green Lantern wasn't even green. It was blue. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened if they hired you as a consultant. Damn and it was, like, supposed to be, it was supposed to be, like, a combination of Guy Gardner and uh, Jordan Hall. Mm. Uh, and I was, like, you fucked up. Right. Cancel the show. I don't care what you said. But it was it was that, and then um, but remember, like you said, I was a big fan of the Flash when it first came out, like the the old Flash. Okay. Because they sort of made it seem like Batman the movie, like yeah. that type of that type of dark city. Yeah. And it ended up being it was like the Flash. I was like, oh god. Real quick. Like, speaking of the Flash, have you seen what the new Flash has been up to? Oh, him being arrested twice in one week, bro. Jesus. Yeah, and then. He's the cops have been called on him 10 times in the last month. He attacked some couple that was singing karaoke and then he yeah. broke into another couple's bedroom and wouldn't leave for some reason and attacked really? them too. Yeah, man. It's... Flash is going all out. Man, he's talking about replacing him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, now that uh, the DC universe is being basically kind of getting ripped to shreds i think now because it's owned by discovery it's like at&t sold it and so now a different company has it it's called discovery and they're going to kind of revamp everything and so i've heard all kinds of crazy things i don't know how true it'll be but they're talking about black superman they're talking about heavy henry cavill superman coming back they're talking about a female supergirl or, I mean, of course, Supergirl. Well, that would make like, sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but then, you know, uh, you know, female super person, several of these things, there's, just, there's all these ideas being thrown around. I don't mm-hmm. know which one's going to stick, but uh, the whole, like, DCEU is 
up in flux they're right talking now. About, they want to do a with their their version of the multiverse, and they're trying to create all these variants versions of their suit of the superheroes you grew up on. Like their their one thing is they wanted to switch the flash. They didn't want Barry Allen to be the flash. They now want they now wanted to con- coincide with the comic, which is who Wally West. Wally West, yeah. Wally West would be the new Flash, a younger Flash. I don't know. It's just they're, like, they're looking for a way out to get away from uh, Ezra Miller because Ezra yeah. Miller is making a mess of things. He's they, got some and, demons, man, that he's fighting apparently. Yeah, he's making a mess of things. So they're, they're gonna they're they're even talking about you know, and again, don't know how true this is, but they're even talking about possibly like not even using that Flash movie. But they need that Flash movie to kind of reboot the universe. They mm-hmm. might even That's just it. use it to like reboot Ezra Miller and get rid of him, you know, get a new that Flash. Would a, that would be a smart thing to do. I think they have to because this guy's so unstable. You know, he's so weird and unstable. It, it's wow. too bad. But I mean, and then the whole thing with I, I just think that the WB or AT and T, the people that were heading this the whole DC universe. We're really messing up, man. Because, I mean, you have a great Superman and Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. but you can't agree on things and you, you're fighting mm-hmm. with him. Then you got this weird cat, Ezra Miller. You pissed off one of the best Batmans we've had in a while. He doesn't want to come back. Ooh. Um, what's what's the name of the, the Batman in... in um, Christian ben Bale? Affleck? Not Christian Bale. Uh, ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. I like. No, I gotta disagree, man. You don't I'm, like. You don't like. No, ben, I'm ben glad Affleck? he's gone. Really? No, I'm not in. I'm Why? not in on Ben Affleck. What, what's wrong with Ben Affleck? I don't know. I don't. It's for me. Uh, it's hard for me to divorce Ben Affleck from whatever character he's playing. I just see him as, oh, it's Ben Affleck dressed like Batman. I see. I don't see him as Bruce Wayne. I don't have that problem, but I can see where you where some people have that problem, you know, because I mean that was one of the original complaints with uh, Michael Keaton when he was Batman, yeah. right? It's just like he's Mister Mom, you know, how's he <laughs> supposed to be, uh, you know, Batman? And uh, Mister Mom was a funny movie too, mm-hmm. but like he's, you know, but that's what people remember him as, you know. Mr. I'll Mom. tell you, I'm not that thrilled with Robert Pattinson either as Batman. I thought that was kind of a weak point in the movie. I don't know. Him if, playing Bruce Wayne or him playing as Ben? Uh, both. Or both? Wow. I, well, I, him as Batman, I guess, is fine. It just doesn't make any sense considering how like skinny he is. And then Batman in the costume is this huge hulking figure. Didn't make any sense to me. See, that's why I like Ben Affleck, though. Because I see Ben Affleck as the Batman from The Return of the Dark Knight. Yeah. I'll agree. I, ben Affleck has a great Batman body. Like he fits that character. I I won't deny that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um I don't have a problem with with the uh, with the latest Batman uh, in Pattinson, but I I think there was a problem with the writing in terms of trying to develop his character. Like you don't I and it's a complaint that I think I mentioned to you before where we don't get to know this Batman. You know, it's a great story. Everything's really well written, but there isn't any real character development. I think we don't get to really kind of get this Batman. 
you know. Well, uh, I, I really figured were... that, that that's already been played, though. Who doesn't know the story of Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman? Yeah. You know, but... even you ask, you ask these little kids, they know already about him. Hey, Bruce Wayne is Batman because his parents got killed, blah, 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 and he became the Batman. There were a lot of people that praised the movie because it didn't have that origin story that we've seen a thousand times with his parents getting shot or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There was exactly. there was little hints to it, mm-hmm. and but but we never saw it again, and which was a freaking relief because how many Batman <laughs> movies have we had? How many new Batmans? And every time we get the origin story, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's tiring. You know, um, I like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman though. I think she's great. You and every you and everybody else, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you've heard the rumors that she tried out to be in the Christopher Nolan Batmans and she was told no because she was too urban. What? And they went with Anne Hathaway and said, yeah, I forgot where I was reading that now. This was back when they were first making this movie. Yeah, too urban. No, what the they were really trying to say is that she was too ghetto. Yeah, man, say. it's fucked up. You get her for Catwoman. No, I thought she was perfect no. for Catwoman. I thought she Catwoman. was perfect, too. I think she's the best yeah. Catwoman that I've seen yet. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. I like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> no. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was good as uh, Catwoman, oh, too. Michelle Pfeiffer was probably a, my favorite Catwoman for a long time. Yeah. She was so great in it. But I, I really like this version of the Catwoman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, just there's just something about her. You know, she just has so much charisma and magnetism. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I I got to know her better than I did Batman, you know. I also felt like she had more lines than Patterson did, you know. I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just me, but uh the that movie that movie as good as it is and as much as I like it, the Batman character doesn't you don't really get to know who he is. Um but I understand like maybe it was done on purpose. Maybe uh we've ha- heard enough of Batman's whining and whole thing about you know his <laughs> losing his parents yeah, that, my parents are dead. yeah you know like maybe they're like maybe the writers are like let's not talk about it anymore let's just move on right well the riddler well, calls him out on that and says you weren't really an orphan you were living in on top of a tower being waited on on hand and foot you know yeah yeah i really like the villain i, I thought really- riddler was great I like I like the penguin too. I thought Colin Farrell as a penguin was great. That's nuts. That that's Colin the, Farrell. The Riddler character, I sort of liked it because it reminded me of the version of Hush. That version of the Riddler. Of who? The Riddler had like a different person, a uh, different alternative villain. He was also known as Hush. Oh, okay. The Hush Hush was was not a Riddler though. It was a Riddler. No, Hush was uh, Hush was like some kind of weird um, character that ended up. I read the comic; it's really weird. It's an animated movie too, I think. Yeah, right. it is. But he's he's like a friend, an old friend of Bruce Wayne's, who goes a little nuts and decides to get himself uh, plastic surgery to make himself look like Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've not read it or watched it. It's 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 a bizarre story, and I'm like, why is this? I don't know. Uh, anyway, but like, it, that's not Riddler. Riddler is somebody. It just Riddler is Ed Nigma, and that character I forget what his name is, but that's not that's not Edward Nigma. Mm. 
did you guys see the Joker at the end of that movie? I did. Oh, yes. Okay, so do you yeah. did you hear what the origin story is for this new Joker? No, Ooh. I have not. So apparently he has some kind of disease that he was born with. Okay. And that is what causes him to disfigure. Oh, I just figured he looked like that because he fell into the acid. No, that's what I thought too. But no, there's a problem with his skin because he has a, some kind of problem. And it, it causes all these disfigurements. And so that's why he's got he's basically got a face full of boils or something like that. Bumps and stuff. Oh, and it's just okay. a bunch of accumulated scar tissue from over the years. And since he had it ever since he was little... There's all this bullying and stuff, and that probably has something to do with how he, he develops as a character. I did Ooh. read, though, the director's not completely sold yet on keeping that same actor mm. for that Joker, that they might recast who, him again. Who, who was the Joker for that, for that part? Uh, I forgot how to pronounce his name. He's the guy from another Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, you know, but the see. boils make sense. Because maybe he could start introducing the the virus, the lunacy virus. Uh, Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan, yes. Keown. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually ex- exactly sure how to pronounce his name. I think it's Irish. Yeah, it's Keegan. But, I think yeah. it's Keegan. But yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I, I don't know much about him. I don't know how good an actor he is. He's a good actor. He's been in some big, like, uh, really renowned movies, like Oscar movie type of stuff. So he'll probably bring something really nice and new. But it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just like, uh, I like the idea of the new Joker. And then I talked mm-hmm. to a friend of mine. Uh, you, you, got, you guys probably heard about him on the show before. But like Rick Gavel, I talked to him. Because I went to see Batman with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, we talked about it. And he told me, he was basically like, you know what? But like, this, it's another another joker it's just like how many times are we gonna like see the joker how many times are you gonna try to have like an like this amazing performance from a joker and i just like uh some of something about what he said convinced me that maybe i'm a little tired of the joker you know (laughs) i'll tell you like in my friend group chat where we talk about this nonsense they were all pretty out on it too they all pretty much sounded just like your friend where they were yeah. kind of burnt out by it and did not like this interpretation. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, I like this interpretation. I just think like, uh, what else is he going to say at this point? Like, what else can you say with the Joker? Just like, why not get a new character? There's Clayface. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of other characters you could have been using. You could have used that weird puppet guy. Remember the puppeteer that carries around uh, the, the mobster? Yeah. Scarface. Scarface. Why not that and, guy um, and the ventriloquist? Yeah, that would have been a good. Do you guys? That been a good... Do either of you watch the Harley Quinn animated show? No. Yeah, I did. On HBO, man, I loved it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's hilarious. Don't watch it with your kids, Edgar. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't watch it. You can't. I watch, watch everything with my kids. kids. I gotta stop watching everything. You can't, with watch, dude. You can't <laughs> watch Harley Quinn with the kids. Yeah. You can't. Then but, it'll be it'll be Yay. Yeah, my time to shine. Mm. Oh, dude, that would be awesome if they started doing kaiju <laughs> movies. Like kaiju movies yeah. are a thing, you know. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's all of a sudden, every every movie that's that's making like the big box office draws are kaiju movies. 
Yeah, I just started watching the new Ultraman on Netflix. Oh yeah, season two. Is that yeah. the animated one you're talking about? Is the, the animated one? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I like it. I like Ultraman. It, Ultraman. It takes less way before your time. Um, yeah. It takes. I've heard of it though. I think I played the video game. There's a Where video the, game. Wow. The, the, yeah, Maybe. there's a couple yeah. video games out there. Um, the the guy who was originally Ultraman had a son. So the power of the Ultraman has been passed on to him. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't turn big. He just he activates an armor that they gave him that turns him into Ultraman. And apparently there are other guys out there that are just like him. They've been passed on to power. So it's pretty good. I like it. Oh, speaking of which, hey, what happened to the show? Last episode, you didn't post it yet, did you? What up? Yeah, I did. What's up? That's what I told him too. I it's on Spotify, but I didn't get any alert or anything. I, I have not, I I'm on, on the podcast and I haven't it's not on there. That's nonsense. It's on there. No, the last episode on there is when we did with um Fireball. Oh yeah, that's the one I saw too. It's only the fireball ones on there. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Hold on. You guys are making me sweat here. Now I gotta check it. I was wondering why the number where the numbers were down. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I was like, wow, he probably didn't post it. I wait for him to say something. Like shit, man. Not even one listen on this one. Holy shit. Yeah, well, number six, 116 isn't up. Uh, I got to check it out. So we'll see what happened here. But holy fuck, what's going Hopefully on? Hopefully get some traction on this one because everything everywhere is getting a lot of good word of mouth and buzz right now. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Now I'm, I'm worried about this here. Hold up. I could probably push it from my phone. Damn, it's in there private. Oh, fuck. I pushed it live, man. There, it's public okay. now. Okay. I'll get the notification in three, two, one. It's not on there. No, it's gonna take. <laughs> it's probably gonna take like fifteen to thirty minutes for it to prop propagate across across the web. That's fine. I was gonna say multiverse across the web. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be badass if we were multiverse. <laughs> Fuck, baby, we have more listeners and shit. Yeah. That is going that way, though. I, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we should call it quits, man. I gotta put the babies okay. to bed. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I loved everything, everywhere, all at once. Go watch it. It's good. Don't take your kids. Leave your kids at home. <laughs> take your kids, man. <laughs> no. Be a bad parent there once says you are. You know? If they're under 15, <laughs> leave them at home. If they're under 18, you should leave them at home. No. <laughs> this is fun for the whole family. No, it's yeah. not. Shout out. By the way, shout out to my friend Dave. He's already seen this movie multiple times. He begged me to go see it. I finally did. And then I begged you guys to go see it. So. Yeah. Everyone Th- go watch hey, it. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. You the man, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, man. We'll catch you later, man. All right, guys. Later. Peace. Later. Peace.
The music you're listening to is titled S'mores, and that's by Umi. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And should you go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely not a movie for kids. Um, I made a big mistake. I took the kids. Don't make the same mistake. <laughs> I urge you, do not take the kids. It is, uh, it's not so much the violence. It's the graphic content. So, uh, you've been warned. But, hey, you know, I've seen plenty of stuff when I was a kid, and I came out pretty okay, I guess. With that said, I dug the crap out of that movie. I think it was awesome. And I highly encourage you guys go watch it. Now, if you like this episode and you want more, you can head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise and support the podcast. Also, if you like this nonsense and you want more, we're on social media. You can find me, Edgar Otraves, under the name Edgar Otraves on Instagram. And you can also find the show on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. And don't forget to follow Cousin Primo under the name The underscore Real underscore Cousin Primo, also on Instagram. I would give you one for Lechuga, but Lechuga is uh, a little shy. It doesn't really have a social media account he wants to share. But you can always hit us up and we'll make sure that Lechuga gets it. Also, do us a favor and make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otra Vez. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.